All right, Rebel Say, good morning. Let us begin. So, first of all, to thank today's sponsors, to thank Dovi and Nina Elman, our Tamatora sponsors, for the month of Teves, for dedicating all of the Shiurim and Drushos this month in honor of their daughter Ayelet becoming a Bas Mitzvah. We hope that Imad Tashim she continues to blossom into a true, true into a true Bas Yisrael. We also dedicate our learning in the Zuchos of Rav Shalima for Ruchama Aviva Bas Shein Lachana. And the Shir this morning is also dedicated by Isaac and Brenda Samuel in the Zuchos of Rav Shalim for Esther Bas Fega. We hope that in the merit of our Tamatora, Kol Cholei so will have a complete and enduring refuel. And also with that, let us begin. So we are picking up in Merit Hashem today's daf is Lamed Beis 32. 32, and we are picking up Emir Tzashem at the Mishnah on Lamed Aleph on the base. We actually have two Mishnahs, the two bottom Mishnahs on Lamed Aleph on the base to do a lot, uh, a lot to do today, Baruch Hashem. So says the Mishnah, Chomit Shenafla Alav Mapolas. I know, but say that I still owe you the halacha concerning the mashkin, right, the collateralized chametz, which Amir Hashem will have to come back to uh, uh, keep on my running list. But I worry that if we don't do it, uh, if, we don't, if we don't move forward today, we'll lose out. But suffice it to say, many of the principles that we espoused in yesterday's daf do in fact find their expression in the halacha l'maysam. Okay, but we will, we will Amir Hashem see. Chametz shenafalav ma'polis. If you have chametz, that ma'polis also means literally a pile of rubble. Pile of rubble collapses upon chametz. Harihu kimavuar. The fact that the chametz is inaccessible and buried by rubble essentially makes it as if it is destroyed. Rabbi Shimon Gamliel Kol says, "Well, it's not just enough for the chametz to be buried by rubble. The chametz must be buried by rubble, but also inaccessible by a dog. So it's so buried that halacha lamaisa dog would not be able to access uh, access it. That's when halacha lamaisa is considered to be quote unquote." Destroyed. Says the Gemara, Amr al Chista, the Zerk Shivata Beliba. Those are interesting Allah's Shriv Chista says, by the way, even if it's buried by rubble, that by itself is not enough. You also have to go ahead and do bittel. You have to do bittel. You have to go ahead and make it hefker in your heart. So the Rosh Rashi points out over here why is that? It's the first wide line of Rashi. Because the concern is what happens if the rubble is removed over the course of Yamtiv? If the rubble is removed and the chametz is there, you may come to go ahead and you would be over on the Isra of Chametz. Therefore, in order to go ahead and ensure that even if the rubble is removed and the Chametz once again becomes accessible, accessible, excuse me, that Halacha again, you're not in violation of anything. You have to make it Hefker as well. So Tana Kama Hafisa Sakelev. So the Gemara says, by the way, how, how deep in the ground do you have to put something in order that a dog would not be able to access it? Because we'll remember again, Shigam Neil said, that even if chametz is buried by rubble, that doesn't automatically make it inaccessible. It's only considered to be inaccessible if a dog would not be able to reach it. So the Gemara says, and tell me how deep does something have to be buried in order that it's inaccessible by a dog? Shloshet Shmuel, 
Mi ba ilan shlosha tfachim olam. So we'll say now, interestingly enough, Rav Acharit Rav Yossi said to Rav Ashi, when Shmuel says before, we'll say this is another, this is another discussion that the Gemara brings up above Metziah, that if you go ahead and you are guarding money for someone, the best way to guard money is to bury it. So the Gemara says, so how much, how deep do you have to bury money? So the Gemara says, because after all, Shmuel says, If you look at Rashi, I will say, second wide line in Rashi, So I'll say to the point that if you're guarding money for someone, and you did not bury it in the ground. They're talking about coinage right now, right? You did not bury it in the ground that you would be chayiv for negligence. You would be obligated for negligence, liable for negligence. So says, Do you need to bury money three tfakim in the ground or not? To which the Gemara says, no. It's really two different things. By chametz, the reason you have to bury chametz more than three tefachim into the ground is because we don't want a dog to come along and dig up the chametz. Or I should say it differently. The reason when we say that in order for chametz to be inaccessible if it's buried by rubble, that it has to be buried by at least three tefachim of rubble, that's because we don't want a dog accessing it and digging it up. That's the concern. So up to three tfachim, or within, like, say, a, a shallow rubble of less than three tfachim, the dog could smell it and dig it up. By money, interestingly enough, the reason you have to bury it is in order to go ahead and hide it away from anyone else. If you hide it away, therefore that kind of precludes the possibility of it being stolen or absconded with. So therefore, I'm going to both say you don't need three tfachim. Right? Three tfachim is a din in scent. It's how much, how deep do you have to go ahead and bury it in order, in order for the money to be safe. For Kama, Amiraphram Bar Papa, Misichra Tefach. So, so sorry, Rafram Bar Papa from Sichra. Sichra is the Rashi says the name of a place. Tefach. All you need to do is bury the money one tefach into the ground, and that is enough. And that is enough. Good. I will say now, new Mishnah. This topic of the Mishnah is this new Mishnah is going to take us for a for a little while, and it's really quite a fascinating Mishnah. Ha'ochel trumas chametz bepesach. Supposed to listen to this. A person eats truma that is chametz on Pesach. So I'll say a little bit of a little bit of context here or background. Remember, truma is the portion given to the kohen. The halacha is that a zar, a non kohen, is not permitted to eat truma. What happens if a non kohen eats truma? So if it's if it's bemazed, if it's bemazed, it could be a chi of misa. If it's Bishogig accidentally, which is what we're really focusing on over here, person eats Truma Bishogig, they have to pay Karen plus a Chomesh. They have to pay back the principal plus an additional fifth. An additional fifth penalty payment. Okay, that's general Truma. Then I say we come to a situation where Halacha a person eats Truma, which is Chomets on Pesach. So now the shail is, what's the liability for this act of consumption? So what's the halacha? B'shogeg, m'shalim karen v'chomesh. If you did a b'shogeg, you go ahead and you pay the karen, the principal, plus the additional penalty fifth. The mazid, if you, if you consumed 
chametz, which I'm sorry, truma, which is chametz on Pesach intentionally, patr mitashlumin, there is no obligation for compensation. You have no obligation to repay the kohen, umid me'etzim, and from the value of firewood. Now, obviously, we'll discuss this concept of the value of firewood it has to do with the following scenario. This is, let's say a person goes ahead and eats truma tamea, right? The coin, my, right, my next door neighbor coin has truma, but his truma is tame. I consume that truma accidentally. So we'll say in that case, so remember the truma itself was not edible by the coin. But interestingly enough, what do you do with truma tamea? You burn it. But the interesting halacha by truma tamea is that halacha lamaisa, when burning it, one is permitted to get benefit from the act of burning. So for example, while I'm burning the truma, I could go ahead and I can go ahead and, uh, you know, heat up my food on top of that fire. So that's what it says, Dene Eitzin, from the value of firewood, that represents the benefit that one could get when destroying the truma. So therefore, you know, we'll see what the Mishnah teaches me is that according to this opinion, that we'll see those who will argue if a person eats truma, which is chametz on Pesach, if he did it b'shogeg, he pays Karen and chomesh, the, pen, the, the principal plus additional penalty fifth. If he did it intentionally, then he doesn't have to go ahead and pay at all, even demay eitzim. Let's analyze. Says the Gemar, Tanan Hasan. So we'll say here the Gemara is quoting a Mishnah, and the Mishnah over here, which is from Masechus Trumas, discusses general prohibited truma consumption, or is illegal truma consumption. Person goes ahead. Now this is from the Yisrael. A non kohen goes ahead and eats truma b'shogeg unintentionally. Mishalim karen b'chomesh. He'll pay principal plus a fifth. We'll say that is halacha l'maisa. Whether you're eating truma, drinking truma, top of lamed beis, echad hasach, right? Whether you're anointing truma, so we'll say however you're benefiting from the truma, whether you're eating it, whether you're drinking it, whether you're you're it's oil and you're smearing it on you, echad truma truma tahora chomesh, right? Whether whether you whether you're going ahead and consuming truma tamea or Truma Tahora, you are always going to go ahead and pay the principal plus the penalty fifth. Not only that, the Chumsha, the Chumsha. So here's what's interesting. Let's say you go ahead and you designate. So now let's say you consume the Truma. You des- we're going to see that when you consume Truma, you repay back in produce. You repay in produce. So let's say now I consume the Truma and now I'm repaying the produce and I have, I'm paying back the additional chomesh, and then I consume that chomesh, I consume that fifth, so I pay an additional fifth on that fifth that I consumed. And we'll discuss that in greater depth. Iboilahu. So the Gemara let me ask a question. Kishu meshalim meshalim or meshalim. Ask a general question. When you consume truma, so we'll say I illegally consumed truma belonging to a coin, how do I pay back? Do I pay back, listen to this interesting Shiloh, do I pay back Lefimida in accordance with, we'll call it weight or measure, or Lefidamim, or according to value? 
according to value. So we'll say this in general is an interesting shayla that comes up whenever you have to repay items. But let's say, to take a very simple example, let's say I go ahead and I go ahead and consume a, uh, a I, I go ahead and I consume a pound of truma olives, for argument's sake. So we'll say, let's say at the time of consumption, a pound of truma olives was worth uh, $50. It was worth $50, so I consume it, I have to pay back the coin. Now it's time for me to pay back the coin, and let's say the price of olives went up, a pound of olives is worth $100. So the shayla is, what am I chayif to pay back? Am I chayif to pay back a pound of olives, even though now the value of what I'm paying back is more than the value of what I consumed? Or am I chayif just to pay back the value? I, I, I consumed $50, I'm paying it back $50. That's the shayla of lefi midah mishalim, or lefi domin mishalim. Do I go ahead and pay back the measure, or do I pay back the value? So it says, no, let's analyze this. Let's listen to this. Everyone agrees in the following situation, that in a situation that from the beginning, let's say the item I consumed was worth four zuz. And now let's say the value of that particular type of item depreciated and is only worth a zuz. Everyone agrees that when paying back, I pay back based on the time or based on the amount that I consumed. Or I say differently, I pay back based on the value at the time that my illegal act was committed. Because you're said the Gemara says, because in this case, I'm no different than a thief. Because what's the by a thief? This nan, kalagazlanin mishalmin kishas hakzela. But also, this is very important halacha. Thieves pay back in accordance with the value of the item at the time it was stolen. But also, that is halacha lamais, which is actually quite fascinating. So if you steal an item, if you steal an item, so I have to pay back, if there's some type of change in value of the item, the, the amount that I owe the aggrieved party is locked in at the time of the theft. So, Kiti Bailacha, where does the Shaila come up? So, the interesting Shaila comes up in the fact what about in the case of appreciation? What happens if the item that I, the, the truma that I consumed was worth a zuz at the time of consumption? But now when I want to pay it back, it's worth four. So my, so we'll say, so what's the shayla? So do we say, you know what? The truth is we don't really look at what the value is. Rather, we look at what the measure is. If you ate a pound of olives, you pay back a pound of olives. And, and to, to, to a certain degree, we're, just, we're, we're, we're uninterested in the value of that pound. That's not what occupies our mind right now. Griva is a measurement. I ate a griva. I have to pay back a griva. I ate a pound. You have to go ahead and pay back a pound. Or maybe... I should go ahead and pay back in accordance with financial amount. Achal, so says, Bezuza achal, Bezuza mishalim. We look at the value of what I consumed. I consumed a zuz worth of olives. And ultimately, again, it's a zuz that I have to go ahead and pay back. Because if I say, think about this, if you make me pay back a pound of olives, then it turns out that at least from a value perspective, I am paying back more than what I took, 
right? I took one zuz worth of olives. The pound of olives now appreciated. If you make me give back a pound of olives, I'm now paying back four zuz for a one zuz crime. Um, Rav Yosef will say, first white line, I'm a base of olive. So, we'll say, it's the, a Yisodas dig shayla. Um, Rav Yosef, Tashma. Achol gro geres is shilin lo tamarin tavo alav bracha. So, we'll say, now listen to this. So, the Gemara is going to try to, so this is the first kasha that we're dealing with over here. Lefi damim, o lefi mida. When you go ahead and you illegally consume truma, and you have to pay back that which you have consumed, how do you pay back the value or the measurements? It says the Gemara. Listen to this. So Rav Yosef quotes a Let's say I went ahead and I ate grogeres. Grogeres will say are dried figs. I I consumed dried figs of truma. But I repay the coin with fresh figs. For I should say fresh dates. So what's bracha? So I get a bracha. Chazal are very happy with me because essentially what I'm doing over here is I'm consuming something that is, we'll call it of lesser value, and paying back with an item of higher value. So I ate dried figs. I'm paying back with fresh dates. Tavalav bracha. A blessing should come upon me. So it says the Gemara. So if you say that halacha in general when you pay back. You pay back in accordance with measurements, not values. Or if you ate a pound, you pay back a pound. So therefore, again, I understand why Chazal are happy with me. Why are both saying? Because listen to this. If we say that you pay back, if you pay back in, in measurement, in the same measurement you consumed, then this is why Chazal are happy with me. I ate a pound of grogros. And I'm paying back a pound of dates. Then I will say a pound of dates are worth more than a pound ultimately again of progress. So Chazal are happy with me. You ate a pound. You have to go ahead and pay back a pound. But you chose to pay back with an item of higher value. That's very nice of you. That's very nice of you. But if at the end of the day, you pay back the value of what you consume, say value is value is value. I might have a love bracha. Why do I get a bracha from the rabbis? I'm sorry. Shibbo say, I ate a zuz and I'm paying back a zuz. The fact that I ate a zuz of grogros and I'm paying back a zuz of tamarim doesn't make any difference. The value of what I consume and the value of what I'm paying back is the same amount. said, when the Gemara sees this lashon of Tava Alav Bracha, it sounds like I'm doing something more than what I would normally be required to do. So if you tell me that at the end of the day, Mishalim Lefimida, under normal circumstances, Halach you pay back. You pay back the amount, the, the measurement of what you consumed. So if I consumed, if I consumed, you know, a pound of grogros and I pay back a pound of tamarim, I understand why Chazal say Tavala Bracha to me. Because in essence I'm, pay, I'm really paying back more than what I consumed. But if I go ahead and I pay back the value of what I consumed, so if I go ahead and I ate ten dollars worth of grogros and I pay back $10 worth of tamarim, what's tavalav bracha? 
I've just paid back exactly what I've consumed. Is the fact that I repaid it in a different kind of item, the value is the same. To which the Gemara says, no. Amr Abaye, the Olam Lafi Dhamma Mishalim. Abaye says, well, it could very well be that normally you pay back the value of what you consumed. Aye, so why do we say Tabalav Bracha? Va'amai Tabalav Bracha. You eat something that buyers don't jump to purchase, and you repay with something that buyers do jump to purchase. In other words, Rabbi say, for the Kohen, for the Kohen, it is much easier to sell tamarim than it is to sell grogros. So you went ahead and you cons- I consumed grogros, I consumed dried figs, and I paid him back with tamarim. And for the coin, tamarim are much more liquid, right? It's much easier for him to sell tamarim than it is for him to sell grogros. That's why it's tava alav bracha. Okay, Sef Rabo said, there's no raya. We're still, we're still left with the same question about halakha lemai. So when you illegally consume truma, how are you paying back? Are you paying back the, the we'll call it the value or the volume? Value, value or volume? Are you paying back, right, the value of what you consumed or the measurement, the volume of what you consumed? So it says in Martinan, let's analyze this again. Look at our Mishnah. Ha'ochel trumas chomitz bepesach. If a person ate Trumas chametz, right? Truma, which is chametz on Pesach. What's talacha? B'shogig m'shalim karen v'chomesh. So if he did it accidentally, he pays karen v'chomesh. So let's analyze this. I amrit b'shlam alafim nida m'shalim shapir. So we'll say, if you say that when you consume truma, you pay back the volume, the measurement of what you consumed, then this case makes sense. Ali i amrit lefi damit m'shalim. But I will say, if you say that when you consume truma, you pay back the value of what you consumed. That's a problem. Why? Chametz bepesach bar damim hu. Chametz on Pesach has no value. And therefore, I will say, if, if you pay back the value of what you consume, chametz on Pesach is absolutely valueless. And if that's the case, if you pay back value, then when you consume chametz on Pesach, in reality, the halacha should be that you should have to pay back nothing. To which the Gemara says, "Hamani Rabbi Yosi Haglilihi." We'll say, "Who's opinion does this reflect?" The opinion we saw a few days ago in Shir, it's Rabbi Yosi Haglili. The Amar Chametz BePesach Muter Bana. Rabbi Yosi Haglili holds that Chametz on Pesach is Muter Bana. Rabbi Yosi, remember again, this was part of the four-way Machlokes that we had a few days ago. Rabbi Yosi Haglili said dramatically again that there is no Isser on Pesach. If that, and therefore, again, according to the Yosef Lili, Chametz on Pesach, in fact, does have a value. So the Gemara says, if that's the case, but look at the end of the Mishnah, that if you consume Chametz Truma, or Truma's Chametz on Pesach, if you did it, your Pater from Tashlumen, from repayment, and ultimately, again, even from its value as firewood, but if indeed this is Rabbi Yosei why would I be potter from Tashlumen and from Dmeitzim? To which they want to tell you why. Because Rabbi Yosei also is like Rabbi Nechunya ben Akana. What is Rabbi Nechunya ben Akana? We saw this yesterday. The same Rabbi Nechunya ben Akana, how you also to make your Purim Kishabbos le Tashlumen. Because Rabbi Nechunya ben Akana holds. He holds that Yom Kippur is like Shabbos for compensation purposes. Remember again, this is Rabbi Nechunya ben Akana who says, Kimlin b'dirab amine. 
that if on Shabbos you burn down someone's field, then what's the halacha? Because that act of burning, of kindling the field, generates capital liability, a death penalty, and also financial liability. The death penalty sets aside any financial liability. So Rabbi Nechunya ben Akana would say, if you eat trumas chametz on Pesach b'mezid, they will say the punishment for consuming chametz b'mezid on Pesach is kares. So because of that, if a person eats trumas chametz b'mezid intentionally on Pesach, their chayiv kares, that chayiv kares ultimately again goes ahead and sets aside any financial liability. So the Gemara says, Kitanoi. In reality, this entire discussion is a machlokes tanar. We'll say the discussion of lefimida or lefidamin. Do you pay value or volume? This is a machlokes tanar. Here we go. The, the, the Gemara says, Haocha trumas chamis be pesach, patra minatashlomin, umidime eitin diri rabbi akiva. We'll say now a new opinion. Rabbi akiva holds that halacha lamaisa. If you eat trumas chametz on Pesach, you are potter. Right? Rabbi said this disagrees with the Mishnah. Right? The Mishnah, obviously, as the Gemara just mentioned, the Mishnah which says that if you eat trumas chametz b'shogeg on Pesach, that you are going to pay karen and chomesh. The Gemara just suggested reflects the view of Rabbi Yossi Haglili, who holds that you can get benefit from chametz on Pesach, and therefore again, trumas chametz has a value has a value on Pesach. Now the Gemara quotes another opinion, Rabbi Akiva, and Rabbi Akiva holds that halacha if you eat trumas chametz on Pesach, you are potter. You are potter. You're potter from Karen, you're potter from Chomesh, and you're potter ultimately, again, even for paying for the value of that trumas chametz as firewood. Rabbi Yochanan Benuri Mechayiv, Rabbi Yochanan Benuri says, no, you're chayiv. Amul Rabbi Akiv, Rabbi Yochanan Benuri. So Rabbi Akiv says Rabbi Yochanan Benuri, Vichi Mahana Yeshloba. So Rabbi Akiv says Rabbi Yochanan Benuri, but tell me, what Hana, what Hana does the Kohen ultimately again have with this, with this Truma? To which the Gemara says, um, I'm sorry. So we'll say, look at Rashi for just a moment. It's Rashi in the wide lines, five lines in. Okay, fine. So Rabbi Akiva, we'll, we'll explain the question in just a moment, but Rabbi Akiva says, Ultimately, again, he says, what Hana is there? What Hana is there? Now, what Rabbi Akiva is really asking Rabbi Yochanan Benuri is at the end of the day, Chametz on Pesach is Aser. So what benefit has the person who has consumed the Truma Really gotten Amrlo Rabbi Yochanan Menuri Rabbi Akiva Umahana Yesh Li Ochal Truma Tzmeya B'Shar Koyimos Hashanah Shemeshalim. So Rabbi say Rabbi Yochanan Menuri says back to Rabbi Akiva. But one second, you can make the same argument even during the rest of the year. If the Yisrael consumes Truma Tzmeya, what benefit is he getting? I will say when they say what benefit is he getting, what they really mean is. What benefit is that Yisrael depriving the Kohen of? You see, when 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 Rabbi Akiva says Rabbi Yochanan Benuri, why should Yisrael be chayiv for consuming trumas chametz on Pesach? 
After all, again, what is he depriving the coin of, right? The coin is not being deprived of anything. The coin is not permitted to eat this anyway. So Rabbi Yochan Benuri says back to Rabbi Akiva, well, tell me, what about during the year that Yisrael goes ahead and eats Truma Tzimea? What is he depriving the coin of? Amar Lo, no, Rabbi Akiva says it's not a fair comparison. So that's not a fair comparison. You see, when a Yisrael eats truma tamea throughout the year, he is still depriving the coin of something. What is he depriving the coin of? The ability to use the truma as firewood. Because even though a coin can't eat truma tamea, he absolutely could use it as fuel for his fire. And when the Yisrael consumes that, he is depriving the coin of that right. But on Pesach, Chomet is fundamentally useless. And as such, when the Yisrael consumes the Trumas Chomet on Pesach, he's really not depriving the coin of anything. If he's not depriving the coin of anything, then why would there be any type of obligation for some level of compensatory damages? Halamazedoma. What does this, could this be compared to? The trumas tusim va'anovim, like truma of of berries. Literally, again, tusim are berries, anovim are grapes. Shenitma that became tamei. She'in lo balo hetrachi lo So, we'll say, interestingly enough, if a Yisrael were to eat truma, right, a, a berry truma or grape truma, right, truma grapes or 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 truma berries, which became tamei. Interestingly enough, the halach is that the Yisrael is not chayiv for anything. Why is it not chayiv? Because they're both saying, truma berries or truma grapes, which became tame, are totally useless. Why are they useless? A, they can't be consumed. And B, they're useless for fuel as a fire. So they're useless, they're, they're useless for fuel, right? They, you can't use them for anything. So we'll say, ultimately, again, interestingly enough, halach of the Maisa, Rabbi Akiva therefore posits any time, let me say it differently, a Yisrael is only going to be chayiv if he actively deprives the coin of something, which makes sense, right? If I take the, if I if I consume the coin's truma, and by doing so I deprive the coin of the use of that truma, that's when I'm going to be chayiv karen and chomesh. But if technically speaking, my active illegal consumption does not actually deprive the coin of anything. Why should I have to pay? So this this was Rabbi Akiva's argument. If Yisrael eats trumas chametz, why should he be chayev to pay anything? He's not depriving the coin of anything. The, 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 coin, the coin can't use it anyway. He can't use it to eat. He can't eat it. And he can't use it for fuel in his fire because that's Hano. To which the Gemara says, and Rabbi Akiva says, this should be just like if Yisrael eats truma berries or truma grapes that became tame, in which case the coin can't eat them anyway, they're not usable for fuel, and therefore the zar, the non-coin, shouldn't be chayiv. To which the Gemara says, okay, when is this so? B'mafresh truma v'echnitza. Ava mafresh truma schomet divrea kol ina kadosha. By the way, the Gemara just says, this whole discussion is just an aside, that when can you ever, the Gemara just sets up the case when can you ever have, when, when do you have a case of trumas chametz? That's only when the truma was first designated, first designated as regular truma, and then subsequently became chametz. But I will say, on Pesach, 
you can't designate chametz as truma because such a designation ultimately again would not actually take effect. Okay, that that's just uh, that's just uh, an aside. So therefore, again, I just want to point out that the the discussion ultimately again of Mida versus Mishkal, right? Value versus volume, that discussion is still on the table. The Gemara says, Vaitutanya Idach, another bright of Anasana coin, S Hakodesh. So I'll say the Pasik says the coin, the Hobaz Vishkioch Al Kodesh Bishkaga, the Yosef Khamishi Swaba Venasana coin S Hakodesh. Okay, so I'll say this this is talking about the Pasik of illegal consumption of consecrated items. So what will happen? You go ahead and you give, if you go and you eat Kodesh, you do it, you do it accidentally, you pay back the Karen, the principal, plus an additional fifth, the Nasana coin is a Kodesh, and you will give back to the coin the Kodesh. This only applies to something which is fit to become Kodesh. Suppose another bride that supports this idea. So this comes to exclude which case, if a person goes ahead and ate trumas chametz on Pesach, that he is potter from everything. Potter from everything because at the end of the day, this is very interesting, the Torah says, the Nasana Koines HaKodesh tells me that I have to repay something that is capable of becoming Kodesh. So if I consume chametz, on Trumas Chametz on Pesach, and I were to try to go ahead and repay Trumas Chametz on Pesach, such an act of repayment ultimately again would be irrelevant, would not take effect. Therefore, again, I'm not Chayiv. Rebbe Loz says, No, if you consume Trumas Chametz on Pesach, you are Chayiv. Amar lo Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov, Rabbi Lazar Chamsa, Vechimahana Yeshloba. So, Bos Rabbi Lazar ben Yaakov says, I don't understand. How can you tell me that Halacha Lamaisi, your Chayiv, a Yisrael, is Chayiv for consuming Trumas Chometz on Pesach? Rabbi remember again, the only time you're Chayiv to pay back Karen and Chomesh, principal and penalty fifth, is when? When you've deprived the coin of something. If there is Trumas Chometz on Pesach, what have I deprived the coin of? He can't eat it and he can't get benefit from it. To which the Gemara says, Amalor Belozer Ben Cham, Amalor Rebelozer Chamsa, Rebelozer Ben Yaakov, Vichim Mahana, Yeshol, the Ochot Shuma Tsemea, Bishayim Mosashana, Shemeshan. So, this is a conversation we had before. So, Rebelozer Chamsa says, Lazar, tell me if Yisrael eats Shuma Tsemea during the year, what is he deprived the coin of? No, that's not fair. Amarlo im amrat truma tamea bishaimos ashana, sha'afa bi sha'in blo ba hetra achila, yeshlo ba hetra saka. Tomar bizu sha'in lo ba lo hetra achila, velo hetra hasaka. That's not a fair comparison, I will say, because if Yisrael eats truma tamea throughout the rest of the year, he does deprive the coin of something. What does he deprive the coin of? The right to go ahead and use that truma tamea as fuel. As fuel, so there is a use for truma tzemea during the year. So if the Yisrael consumes it, he deprives the coin from using it as fuel. But yet again, if haloch lemaisa, he goes ahead and he consumes truma schametz, that's not usable by the coin at all. To which the Gemara says, "Amarlo af bezu Ultimately, again, so says Rabbi Lazar Chamsa, even by truma schametz. 
the coin could use it as fuel. What does that mean? Rabbi said this keeps coming up again. The Abis Rabbi Chamsa holds like Rabbi Yossi Haglili that halacha lemaisa again there is a heter hana of chametz on Pesach. So if you subscribe to the notion that there is a heter hana that you can get benefit from chametz on Pesach, then enochinami even when the Israel consumes trumas chametz on Pesach, there is this ability. He is depriving the coin of something. To be the ability to use it as food, the ability to I'm sorry, the ability to use it as fuel, and in this case the ability to give it to his animal, to his dog, ultimately again as food. So therefore, I will say, again, just before we turn the page, so what we begin to see is first of all, this discussion, this position of Rabbi Yossi Haglili, that Halochalamaisa, the Halochalamaisa, one is permitted to go ahead and get benefit from Khamitz on Pesach, even though we know we do not accept that position. Halacha Lamaisa, it keeps on resurfacing in the sugya. That's Aleph. Base, again, I've also remember again, we're still hyper-focused on the same issue, which is again, value versus volume. When you go ahead and you consume truma, so at the end of the day, what am I obligated to repay? Am I obligated to repay the measure of what it is, the amount, the amount that I consumed? Or am I obligated to pay back the value of what I consumed? Again, so that still continues. Amr Beis, Amr Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov, Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Yochanan ben Uri, Kulu Sfir Luhu Chamitz Bepesach Asr Bano. Abaye says, based on what we just saw on Ahmed Aleph, we would say the following. Rabbi Lazar ben Yaakov, Rabbi Akiva, and Rabbi Yochanan ben Uri all agree, because we quoted all of them just on Ahmed Aleph, all agree that Chamitz on Pesach is Asr Bano. That's what they all agree on. And here's what they argue about, I will say. Here's what they argue about. Rabbi Akiva, Sarlafi, Dami Mishalim, Rabbi Akiva says that when a Yisrael illegally consumes truma, he has to pay back the value of that which he consumed. Not, excuse me, not the measurement, not the volume, but the value. Rabbi Yochanan Menuri Savar, Rabbi Menuri says, no, you pay back the measure, right? The amount, not the value, but rather the volume of what it is that you consumed. Simar says, okay, kind of sounds pshita. That's obvious. Sounds like exactly what we said before in the Gemara. What would you have thought? Rabbi Yochanan Menuri Namik, Rabbi Akiva Sirlei. Simar says, you might have thought that Rabbi Yochanan Menuri Hosek Rabbi Akiva. And just like they both hold that Chamez is Asr Ba'ana, therefore Halacha Lamaisa. Halacha Lamaisa. Rabbi Yochanan Menuri also agrees with Rabbi Akiva that you pay back the feed damim, you pay back the value. So the Gemara says, I'm sorry, read that again. Ma'ud, Tim Rabbi Yochanan Menuri, Rabbi Akiva Sirlei, Dharma Lafid Damim Mishalim, Vahosam Hainu Taimod de Kamechayiv. Mishum and maybe the reason why Rabbi Yochanan Benuri says that Halacha you do have to pay back Chametz Trumas, maybe because he holds a like Rabbi Yosi Aglili who holds that Chametz on Pesach is Mutter Bano, and therefore the item has a value. Kamash no. Kamash that's not the case. I So, but maybe maybe that is the case. Maybe that's a good Samara. If that's the case, say, then ultimately again, Rabbi Yochanan Menuri should have said back to Rabbi, Rabbi Akiva, just as Rabbi Lazar Hamza said back to Rabbi Lazar Ben Yaakov. Fine. So say, so okay, so that 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 goes ahead and and ends that and ends that. So we'll say, 
How do we paskin? So first of all, again, we know that we reject the view of, of Rabbi Yossi And Chametz on Pesach is Asr Ba'ana. So we'll say there's a number of Shailas that we have to deal with. Obviously, we'll deal with the Mishnah's core Shaila about Halacha Lama What do you do if you consume Chumas Chametz on Pesach? But before we tackle that, Halacha Lama so what is the Halacha concerning repayment of Truma? If the Yisrael goes ahead and consumes Truma, not on Pesach, on a, on a regular Wednesday, a Yisrael consumes the Truma of a Kohen, so how does he pay back? Is it Nida or Mishko? Is it measurement or is it value? So we'll say, so listen to this. So the Rambam, the Rambam Paskins, this is in Hilchos Trumas, Hilchos Trumas, Parak Yud in Hilchos Trumas, a lot of interesting halachas here actually that I hope we'll get to one of these days. So at the end of Hilchos Trumas, Rabosai, at the end of, yeah, way end of Hilchos Trumas, so this is Mamish's last halacha, this is in Parak Yud, halacha Chavav. Uli Olam, this is the, literally the last lines of the Parak. Uli Olam Eino Meshalim Ela Lefidamin. So we'll say, so number one, we pass in that when you go ahead and you pay back the truma you consumed, you pay back the value of the truma. Eino Meshalim Ela Lefidamin. Shahaisa Shave Bishasachila. That it was, the, but we'll say, here's what's interesting. You pay back the value as it was established at the time of consumption. And therefore, Therefore, I will say whether, so this is very important because it's quite possible that between, that there's some amount of time between the time of consumption and time of repayment, which means that it's also possible that the value of what you consumed changed. Either, either you know, either be there, there went up in value, went down in value. So what we look at is the value of what you consumed at the time you consumed it. I will say, this is not unique by Truma, this is what the Gemara said before. This is the halacha by theft. Right? Remember, this is a case of theft. Any time you go ahead and you steal from someone or you damage someone, so damages are assessed at the time that the damage or the theft was committed. We pay back if Yisrael eats truma. You pay back the value, value, not the volume, and the value is established at the actual time of consumption. Beautiful. Says We'll say if you go ahead, another interesting sugya. If you go ahead and you eat a kezayis of truma, so we'll say, I'm Yisrael. I go ahead and I I I, I eat a kezayis of my coin friend's truma. So what's the lach? Mishan karen v'chomash. You have to pay back a karen and chomash. I have to pay back principal and 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 the fifth. Then we'll say now the novel. Just understand what the what the Tanakama, what the Rabbanon are saying over here is. It sounds like what it's saying is in order for me to be chayiv karen and chomish, I must eat at least a kezayis, right? If I eat less than a kezayis of truma. I will not be chayev karen and chomash. So you have to eat at least take his eyes. Abishol Omer, I'd shave a pruta. Abishol says, no, you don't even have to eat a kezayis. All you have to eat is at least a pruta's worth of, of truma. It's most an interesting machlokas. What is the minimum amount of truma consumption in order to trigger karen chomash liability? Tanakama, a kezayis. Abishol, a pruta. So we'll say, I just want to point out what's very interesting is it's the same machlokis, right? It's the same machlokis of value, volume. 
Isn't, isn't that fascinating? It's the, say, it's the same thing. Is it pruta or a kezayis? Is it damim or is it good? So Gemara says as follows. So my time in Tanakama, what's the reason that Tanakama who says that you have to eat a kezayis? Omakra, the ishkiyocha kodesh bishkaga. Vachila bikezayis. Because it was when the Torah speaks about, speaks about illegal consumption of truma, it talks about an act of consumption, eating. And whenever we speak about an act of eating, the minimum shear for eating is what? Is a kezayis. Zikazayas, therefore you therefore the obligation for Karen and Chomish is only triggered if you eat at least a kezayis of truma. So the Gemara says, Abishol, my time. What's Abishol's logic? Why does he say, no, not a kezayis, but a pruta? Amakra vinosan. As opposed to the Pasik says, vinosan la koinas which talks about the repayment of consumed truma. It says, vinosan. Ve'enesina, something is only considered to be a substantive act of giving. If what? Pachos mishavapruta. It's not called nesina. If you give less than a shava pruta, okay. So I v'idach nami hakisiv yochal. So what does Abishol do with the fact that it says achila hahu pratlim mazik? Interestingly enough, he says this comes to exclude a case of damages. But it is actually very interesting that Allah Chalamaisa, if I damage a kohen's truma, right? I burn his truma. That doesn't trigger an obligation of Karen and Chomesh. Interestingly enough, it's only an act of consumption. So the Pratlamazik Udasa, the Tanaka, which interesting, Rashi says, Pratlamazik, Chuma Shal Koin, I feel Bishogi, Shalom Shalom Chomesh, Ala Karen, Kishar Mazik Tolan. Most of I want to point out, obviously, if I burn the coin's Chuma, I have to pay damages. In other words, I, I've, I've damaged someone's property, but I don't have an obligation of Chomesh. The penalty fifth. The penalty fifth is only for an act of consumption. So the Gemara says, "How does the fine Pratlamazik the Tanak Hudasa the Tanakama Namiak Sivinas?" As well as the Tanakama who says that you have to normally consume a kizayis. Sahalochelamaisa again. What does he say? What does he say about the Vinasan? So the Gemara says. Uh, he uses me. To, he uses that to teach me that halochelamaisa. That the only item you could repay with is something that has the ability, capacity, or potential to become truma. Good. Bose, how do we pass skin in this case? There's going to be a lot of Hilchos trumas today. Sadi pass. Bose, this is the same parak, same parak halacha base. So here the Rambam says, the Rambam says that halacha he says, he says, so ultimately, again, the Gemara says that we pass in like the Tanakama, that you are only chayi for Karen and Chomesh, only chayi for principal and penalty fifth, if you consumed at least a Kizayis of Truma. Good. Turn around, I'll say just go a little bit later. Turn around, on how help Truma Pachos Mikizayis, Mishalim Esa Karen, Veno Mishalim Esa Chomesh. So I'll say we learned in a Braisa that if a person eats Truma less than a Kizayis, this is what we just said, now we pass like the Tanakam, we have to eat at least a Kizayis. If you ate less than a Kizayis, you pay back Karen, but you don't pay back Chomesh. So you pay back Karen, Braisa says, because you committed an act of damage. But you don't pay back Chomesh. The penalty fifth is only for the consumption of a Kizai. Say, hey, if you dummy, what's the case? If what you consumed is not worth a pruta, then Karenami There's no compensatory damages if you did damage less than a pruta. 
right? There's no, there's no damages for that. The, the ispe shavar pruta, and if what you consumed was shavar pruta, even though it's less than a kizayis, chomish nami deshalem, then ultimately I should have to pay the chomish as well. The olam the ispe shavar pruta, in reality, what I consumed, although it was less than a kizayis, it was a shavar pruta. Vafilu hachi kevon the less pay kizayis, meshalem esakar, meno meshalem esachomish. So we'll say, interestingly enough, the halacha is, the Gemara says, that if I consumed something that was less than a kezayis, even if it was shave pruta, I don't have to pay the chomesh. I'll have to pay the keren, but I won't have to pay the chomesh because the halacha is you only pay principal plus the penalty fifth if you consume the kezayis. Amru Rabbanak Medra Papa, Hadlo Kabashal. This doesn't reflect the view of Abashal. How so? Di'i Kabashal, because if it was like Abashal, Ha'amar Kevan Shiyesh Poshave Pruta, Abashal says that once the truma being consumed is worth a pruta, Afagav, the less pay kezayis, even if it doesn't have a kezayis, that will trigger an obligation for Karen and Chomesh. Amar Lahurav Papa, Filutema Abashal, Abishol Tarti Boy. Suppose it's very interesting. To which the Gemara says it turns out that Abishol actually requires both. In Abishol's in Abishol's view, in order for you to be high of Karen and Chomesh, the item being consumed must be a a kezayis and b worth at least a pruta. Whereas the Tanakama holds that all it has to be is a kezayis. Umi by Abishol Tarti. Is that true that Abishol really requires both? Was it just two more lines? V'hatnan Abishol Omer es sheish moshavar pruta chai betashlumen. Es sheim moshavar pruta chai betashlumen. Abishol says, if the truman question is worth a pruta, then you have to pay back Karen and Chomesh. If it's not worth a pruta, you don't have to pay back. Amru lo, lo amru shavar pruta el le'inyan mi'ila. Said Abishol, what are you talking about? Shavar pruta is only a din by me'ila. Right? Me'ila means illegal use of consecrated property. It's only by me'ila that in order to be chayiv, you need at least a shavar pruta. Aval truma eno chayiv But by truma, you're chayiv for consumption, for karen and chomesh, as long as what you consumed has at least a kezayis. Ve'im isa kevan shiyesh po kezayis And if it was correct, then you should say, once it has a kezayis and is worth a shavar pruta, Therefore, therefore, we'll say it turns out that we refute that position. We're back to what we said before, namely that Abishol holds that in order to be Chayfe, Karen, and Chomesh, all you need is what? All you need is the value of a pruta, even if it doesn't have a kizai. Therefore, we'll say that's the Machlokis, Tanakama holding that in order to be Chayfe, Karen, and Chomesh, you have to eat a kizayis of Truma independent of the value, even if it's not Shavar Pruta. Abishol singing must be Shavar Pruta. Rambam paskings like the Tanakamo, that in order to trigger an obligation, ultimately again, of Karen and Chomesh, one must, contru- one must consume at least a Kezayis of Truma. All right, Tebos, Shkayach, we'll stop over here for today. We'll let Mirat pick up with Af, Raf, Papa, Hadir Bey, in Mirat tomorrow. Shkayach, Tebos,